Good evening. Good morning. Good morrow. Good day. Whoever you are, wherever you may be, welcome to Hippie Queen Productions hosting of a wonderful podcast series. Now, this one isn't necessarily part of any of them, so I'm going to branch it into our magical moment category. However, this one is deeply related to many of the topics we have had on this channel before involving the Emerald Tablets and more of those ancient writings that have some of that esoteric history. Even some of the concepts of Freemasonry run back deep into the ancient halls of Atlantis. But that is for another day. As we get into this, I would like to remind you that every when you begin to hear the sponsorship and the things that move, th move forward through this podcast and those podcasts that come out, we are using this as an opportunity to raise money for the St. Jude's Foundation. That way we can, at St. Jude's Hospital, so we can raise money for children who are in far greater need than we would be for that money that is raised by the, the sponsorship that we have with Anchor. So, as you hear that, understand that it is going to a good cause. We don't benefit from this directly outside of the, the joy that we get from being able to participate in this charity. With that, let's go ahead and start our conversation about hermeticism and those ancient and old hermetic principles. Now, in order for us to start talking about hermeticism, we have to kind of do some definition and defining of that. Hermeticism, if you give it a Google, is going to give you, uh, initially the first one is, you know, meaning something that is hermetically sealed. It was It is sealed in such a way that nothing else can get into it. And this comes from the ancient definition and understanding of the word hermeticism, which was the sealed and veiled secrets, which were observed by those students of light, the students of truth who practiced hermeticism or a encompassing, almost like branch of theology, in, in, in which you are being critically analytical of your world in a way to outline or identify constants within it. So when I speak about hermeticism, what I am speaking about is the, the, the study and act and engagement with those sciences and those tools that allow us as the individual to experience, watch, and record the universe. In our reading of the Emerald Tablets, we have a story that is told by Thoth. Thoth of Atlantis, or Hermes Trimagestus. This is, this is a Thoth thrice great. This is a, an ancient figure coming from an ancient city, bringing ancient wisdom. And in these stories, he outlines very vaguely, uh, I'll, I'll give credit you know, to, to those who are beginning in this journey, principles and truths that are experienced or that had been passed down and handed both from the depths and from the stars by the ancients to the current race of man. Now, we can sum them up. And following the Emerald Tablets, there's another writing that came out called the Kabbalion. I would encourage you to read both of these. But the Kabbalion was written by the students of Thoth. It's, it's effectively the, the Cliff Notes version of the Emerald Tablets. You know, they, they outline, they go, okay, these are the seven principles that this crazy motherfucker was trying to tell us that we have been able to you know, abstract out all of this, the cultural story and historical relevance that he attributed in his telling. And he, they, they focus on outlining these principles and what they mean and how they can be observed and experienced and seen throughout the world, throughout nature and the observable universe is probably a better, better description or declaration of that. So seven 
truth. So when we look at a hermetic principle, what we're going to classify this as is a truth, something that is constant. It doesn't matter what environment, what world, what variable, you know, this is something that is true continuously. You know, you could, you could, you could kill somebody with it. It's so hard. It's not something that breaks. It doesn't yield to anything. It is a truth. It is unyielding. It is the definitive way. Okay. So this is a truth. And an example of this, I mean, you actually, you were about to hear seven of them. These, these truths we will classify as the hermetic principles. And it's okay if you don't remember them all at first, because to be honest, having studied them now for years, I still can't always remember them in a singular setting. There, there are things that are very grand in, in their entirety. So it's difficult. But to sum them up, again, there are seven of them, seven truths and principles. In the Emerald Tablets, the first one that we are given is mentalism. Now, mentalism is the law that says the following. It says, the the all is mind, and the universe is mental. Now, this is, I believe, an exact quote, if, I can, if I'm remembering correctly, from the tablets. And in this quote, we're, we're seeing two things described. But, in, you know, we're, we're seeing one that the all, everything that is, is a mind. What is your mind? Your mind is the ruling organ and driving conception to your consciousness in this plane of existence. So a mind is a big thing. And this is the all is mind. Now the, the tense in English can be a little bit tricky to try to incorporate and bring this into us. But if I break it down simply, this first part basically says that everything belongs to one singular mind. Everything that is, everything that could or could be, will be, shall ever be, blah, blah, blah. This belongs to one singular mind. The next part of this truth, as it goes on, it says that the universe is mental. Now, the universe is a, this, the, we're given this description because the universe in comparison to the all, which we were given just previously, is, is there so that we can see that there's the grand that is unfathomably large, the all. And then there is the universe, which you can see, the observable. This is the part that you can get and it is there. This is the part where you see how it reacts. So you're given a statement of truth and then a behavior of that truth. The first is that the that everything is mind. And then the next part is that the universe, that which you can see, is mental. It is going to operate in accordance to that mind. Something that is mental, right, is something that is in operation of the mind. Now you can think of, you've gone completely mental, laddie. You know, you, you know you've gone crazy. Well, even still, you know, mental means the mind. So the universe is going to operate in accordance to the mind. And this is the very first and most important and inherently encapsulating of the all that all the other truths kind of reflect and tell portions of. So one way to consider this is what we are talking about is individual facets of a singular gem. It's like there is the hermetic truth, the all, the truth, the way, the one, the, the thing that is. And when we're looking at these principles and when we are as students of this faith and this practice, studying to try to find more of them or to understand them deeper we are looking and turning this thought this object these truths over in our head over in our hands to try to learn and find more about it so the first one basically is it gives you the shape that you're looking at right which is that everything belongs to one mind and the 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 the, the, the hands of that body the, the the organs everything that that mind is attached to are going to operate in accordance to that mind you know, again, look at your body. 
you raise your hand, you're listening to this podcast, you're here right now, you're on your phone, you're at work, you're driving, you're sitting, you're listening, you are being driven, your vehicle, your body is being driven by you and your actions. So when we evaluate the mind in the world, this is the same thing that we're looking at, right? This is that driving consciousness. This is the driving force. The driving force for your universe is going to act in accordance to all of the universe, right? Not just a singular way. In fact, it is acting in accordance to all of it. Now, I know this is a lot. I'm like, wow, it's a lot. That's cool. That's But the biggest thing to take from this is basically get that your mind, your, your head, your thoughts, your perspective of this universe have power. Because you're a part of this universe, and this universe works in accordance to the grand and the greatest of which you are a part of. So you are going to move in accordance to the same cycles that everyone else does. And you are a part of those cycles. You drive those cycles. And as you visualize them, you become a part of them. This is that first law of Hermeticism, the all. You are a part of the all, and thus you affect the all. The changes you make to the all thus affect the all, thus affecting your experienced reality. Whew, that's a bit of a mouthful, but... Going on, we, we have the, that first hermetic principle, and then it goes on to say, now this one you'll probably get because it's going to sound a lot like science. Uh, it is science, but this is that the second truth that we're going to outline is that everything vibrates. Thoth says that when we, and this is you're like, duh, it may seem simple, but this is something that was written and described in a very ancient writing, in a very ancient form. And so, in this writing, we see you know, this, this truth declared that everything vibrates. And that's, the, you know, like, okay, that makes sense. Everything is vibrating. You are vibrating. The earth is vibrating. The air is vibrating. Everything is vibrating at different frequencies. And these different frequencies are all interwoven together. They're stacked on top of each other. And they create the harmony of our existence. You have frequencies at all different levels. Everything vibrates. And depending on how you vibrate, depends on what you do. We know that the faster you vibrate, the hotter you are. The slower you vibrate, the colder you are. And that the rate of your vibration affects how you engage with other gatherings, other objects, other forms that have variance in their vibration. Everybody's ran into somebody in a bad mood. Everybody's run into somebody in a good mood. They can change you. They can shift you. They can alter you. Physically, if you run into a wall or an object, it hurts. You know, there's a, there's a counter-reaction. And this is, this is true all because of vibration. The wall is vibrating less than you are, or more, depending on your visualization of that. But, you know, the, and, and as such, because there is that difference, you guys resist each other. You, these two objects resist each other. So this is the second hermetic principle. So we have the first one, which tells us how everything is going to work. And then, we, that's just where, then we're getting descriptions about how it's going to work. Well, it says that everything inside it is going to continue to move, move in different ways and in different levels. So as that description goes on, we're then given further example in the qualities of our existence. And so the, the qualities of these vibrational differences. As things vibrate and we're given the declaration that they vibrate differently, we also understand then that there will be ways and means that these levels engage and interact with each other when they meet. Again, big words, blah, 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 and some. What I mean by this is the next hermetic principle that we're going to discuss and move into this space is that of duality. Or 
Yeah, I'll stay, I'll stay with duality. So this basically is describing everything in the all. This says that everything in the all is bound in poles. It is bound on two sides, a positive and a negative, a, a charged and a something that is placed in a static, non-charged point. These two poles, between, between them, everything exists. So that if something is on one end of the pole, it's going to move to the other. If you are hot, you will be cold. If you are cold, you will be hot. These are, you know, there, there are different vibrational frequencies. So the law of rhythm is expressed in the way that one thing will become the other. The law of duality is expressed that all things are bound in two natures. That you have a masculine and a feminine, a positive and a negative. You have two aspects to a singular thing. Similarly, those things, because we see that there are poles, we know that we're, we're further given the fact that those poles are not in one direction. In fact, they go in all directions. That the poles of difference, of that masculine and feminine, do not go just horizontally, but they also go vertically. That what is above is mirrored and matched by that is below. I'm sure you've heard this one before. It's one of the most occult-like or, or metaphysical or even, I mean, nowadays, just cultural expressions when it comes to spooky or magic, and that is as above so below this is a law of correspondence and this is this this says exactly what it what it what it does and that is that it says that that which is below is likened to that which is above and so on and so forth so we look at these in reflection to each other everything that you see below is supported by everything above everything that is above is supported by everything that is below what i mean by this is when you look at the heavens when you look at the stars an example of this at least is that you can look into the heavens and see the mirror of your brain and the way that the, the, the neurons fire in your mind to the constellations in the sky, to the creation of celestial galaxies and, and portions of creation. You, you can look at, so here's a simpler one. Look at your lungs and look at a tree. This is the law of correspondence. We're seeing that things that are giant and great are also similar to those things which are small. You can look at a mitochondria and see how it creates power and similarly look at a, an actual powerhouse, an actual power plant and generator and generator of power and see that there are similarities. In fact, they're, in there, they're achieving the same thing. That which is small is like that which is big. Children are still... They're still, it's still human. They are still the very same thing that is represented in the archetype of the adult. But they require different things, yet they are the same thing. So you can have a child which is different, and the, the appearance is clear that a child is different from an adult in their prog progress and their state of presence and existence, but they inevitably are the same. So there is the appearance of difference, and then there is the the truth indifference that one will inevitably become the other so when you see something which is above you that is greater that is grander that is that it is that is a design like gravity which pulls things of immense mass that, that, that will cause the space of fa this fabric of space and time to distort physically as that mass increases these are things that you can see and experience in yourself and this, and I know I've, I've run on and we're rambling and I'm going in all of these crazy directions, but hermeticism is a crazy fucking thing. And there's so much to it that to try to have a singular podcast or voice or word about it is 
really hard. So as we look at these principles, as we as we outline them, in some, the thing that I would like to give you with them is that the hermetic principles are simply observable truths that somebody somewhere along the line said, I saw this and I have not been able to unsee it and everywhere I've looked to find it to try to break it, I have not been able to. So regardless for how you or somebody else defines, you know, an ancient old man from a sunken city says that this is what the, you know, this is the truth, this is the way, no. um, regardless of what anybody else tells you is true. What I would like to offer to you is the space that her, hermetic principles to you should and can mean what is true to you. So when I ask you the question, what is true? What do you know today that has always been, that will never change, that will always be, that that wouldn't change based on variability of personality nor disposition of the moment, but something that is, for all intents and purposes, constant and consistent always. Not in all intents and purposes, but that it is that way. This is truth. And you, as a witch, as a wizard, as a beautiful light and soul being cast across creation, this is your, this is your duty, this is your responsibility to, to look and see to this journey, to see to this place. This place of discovery, of introspection, of critical analysis. Question everything except nothing. If anyone has ever presented or given you something, then understand why and how that is. And if you don't understand it, then get your ass back in there and ask the questions that you need to understand it. Because that is the basis of hermeticism and the hermetic laws and blah, blah, blah. And it is regardless of how I call them or how I describe them or telling you about them or what you need to know is that to me they are true, and not just to me that they are true, but that in this universe, as they have been observed by me, but as well as by multitudes, they are the things that I have found to be true. And I could never give them to you. I couldn't describe them to you in a way that you could ever hold them or have them. The only way that you could ever have them is to, is to create them, is to know them, to be them. And you can't have that until you, you, you seek it, you search it, you find it, you challenge it. You know, because if I tell you everything moves or, or as above and so below or that the sky is purple or what the fuck ever, whatever I say, if you accept it and you don't understand it, then you will have gained nothing. But if you challenge it and through that challenge, through that resistance and through that friction, you are able to rise into a place of understanding because you watch that thing be disintegrated by the power and friction of that resistance and as it did, you saw the composition of its molecules, of its atoms, and you understood what it was. Anybody who's been a parent or been through anything in life knows that you don't get it until you've gone through it, right? I don't feel like that uh, it doesn't have to really be argued. You don't get it until you've gone through it. There's so many things that I could, you know, you could, you could, I could write an essay on the color red, but if you've never seen the color red, what have you, what do you have? So with these words, I go ahead and I will depart from you with uh, having thrown a slurry of madness and mayhem into your voices. May ever the winds be at your back. May this night, this day, and this time greet you well. Thank you kindly for enjoying the ramblings of this evening. I look forward to the next one, this, this magical moment, one of many that has been stolen.